As business owners, entrepreneurs, family men, it's difficult for us to find the time to put together projects like these. Even though it's something we really want to do, unfortunately, taking care of the things we have to take care of comes first. However, because of viewer support for people like you, we're able to continue doing this. Please consider joining our Patreon and supporting the Burn and Return podcast. Listening to Burn and Return, a weekly one hour podcast covering news from the agricultural and turf grass industries. Pardon me. That's how I chose to start the show today. Just mimicking our uh, our resident sixteen um, year old fast food workers and checkout line people who have completely run out of soul and life and uh, and anything that exists hey. that makes a human a human. They are now devoid of, and uh, we just want to do our best at imitating them. Do what? Go ahead. You got to make it a. You got to make it a range. I mean, how old is Spencer? Twenty two, twenty three. 16 to 23 zoomer as shit yeah that guy's on one imagine imagine what that guy would be like in the workforce (laughs) it comes in a bunch of damn liberal foreign foreign north koreans in here and i'll be like "Mm, we're we we are we are actively trying to get rid of a union to the point that we are ready to firebomb it Smells like fucking North Korea to me. <laughs> <laughs> way to kick off the show. By the way, uh, by the way, fun fact. We'll just hold this up to the camera here. See if it see if it shows. Uh, if anybody can see that, focus, you fuck. Focus, you fuck. It's not gonna focus. Uh, that says that is Spencer calling me last night. There it goes. At eleven thirty-eight. Uh, mm-hmm. just, just touching base to remind me, provide, provide that, that, that ever, ever reminder there. Hey Matt, don't forget. I'm here to fucking keep you threatened as you look mm-hmm. into my eyes after licking the window for the last 23 and a half minutes with your fucking scrambled egg brain, just smooth as a whistle <gasps> mouth breathing all over the place. Good times to be alive. Anyway, that was all on the pre-show. If you want to check that out, patreon.com forward slash burner return. We talk about those kinds of things. Man, that shit is fucking weird. It is weird. And I'm not talking about Spencer. I'm talking about a lot of the youth I encountered today. It's it's different, especially in the South where, you know, we're used to casual conversations and, you know, all the weird things we do in the Friendly South. People. Right? Friendly yeah. people. Friendly mm-hmm. people. Nice Smile. people. Chum I mean. I think it's a mm-hmm. rural town thing, right? Whenever you live in, in kind of a rural area, we all been in rural areas. Everybody's a little chattier in a rural area, right? That's, you know, how's he doing? Well, that's your, that's your family. Matt, that, that's why I see. That, that's why I see that. Not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, that is why I say essentially Hawaii is just like the South in, in a lot of aspects. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. at least, because at least 
a lot of the people that are over the age of, I want to say 40, they're like that. Okay. They're yeah. like, and then, I mean, they're, and then, you know, my nice. generation came along and just fucked it all up. And it's, oh God, I, and I, I'll say this. I, I would say that 80% of my generation is still chat, right? Like, you know, can, can have a conversation mm-hmm. with you to whatever degree imaginable. I mean, we'll, we'll at least attempt to have a conversation. Even if it's to say, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. I hit the bong before I got here and like you were way over my head. Right. Uh, but the young kids of today will uh, just slack jaw, open mouth, breathe on you, and uh, and and give you and give you eyes devoid of life, and it's a thing. By the way, let's check out this week's headlines. Nothing to fear here. This is just the news. This is just the news. We are basically going to talk about just two things for the entirety of the show today. We're going to talk about fertilizer and then and then we're going we're going to talk about uh turf. <laughs> that that sounds broad, but it's going to be way more narrow than I'm making it out to be, right? But um these are these are two things that are kind of actively taking place and I'll I'll explain why. Is um <laughs> did you did you see something that was written there? Or? No, it's, what, what did you laugh at? Checking check your check in the in the group chat. Oh, you just oh, in the group chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Wait, let me go. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man, it's gonna be great. Oh boy, we're we're even teasing the fucking listeners right now. They don't even know. Um, yeah. Um, so we're we're gonna talk about fertilizer. We're gonna talk about turf. Uh, so there was there was a big push. Um, with with grant spending towards uh, developing uh, uh, fertilizer technology and expanding fertilizer technology that currently exists, their production capacity, right? And there's there's a commitment to several billions of dollars that are going into this uh, over a over a multi year period, and, uh, and so as a result of that, we're going to see some kind of strange things happen in fertilizer, right? There are going to be a lot of new things that are coming online. Uh, there's going to be probably some more wild swings in, uh, in, um, uh, what, what do you call it? What do you call it? In, in commodity pricing because of things coming online, then bad news about it, then good news, then bad news. Then of course we still have the fuckery that is, uh, uh, the, the middle East and, um, you know, the, the, the fusion of Ivy league and Hamas and, uh, and 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 the, the elites of the world have all kind of formed like this conglomerate uh, to 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 make sure everyone knows that they hate Jewish people, and so it's a, a weird things are happening in the world right now. And as a result of that, there's going to be some commodity instability, right? We saw China back out on monumental amounts of purchases of beans and just grain in general this year, and uh, and it started originally with the U.S. and shifting to Latin America. And then Latin America is is struggling real bad right now in the uh, in the southern hemisphere on on some of their getting getting plantings in drought all kinds of shit they're not going to have good yields it's looking like China may be shifting rumor mill has it they may be shifting some of that purchasing back to the U S so commodities are just all over the place right corn is down uh, soybean is really down and uh, and of course cattle is is all over the place right now cattle super low. So it's 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 weird, right? None of it's necessarily bad. It's just weird. A little bit more volatility than I would say is uh, is is the standard. Okay, 
And we kind of keep that in the back of their mind. And that's why we're going to see a little bit of news related to fertilizer on this, because some people are going to get spooked with new money, new investment money moving into the space, right? And who else would shine their beacon of, holy shit, I am, I am, uh, I have uh, an opinion on this than none other than Mosaic themselves, right? Uh, if you don't know, Mosaic is the number one supplier of none other than phosphorus in the United States. Now, if anyone has seen in the news every so many years, I guess it's on a three-year news cycle, um, they will flood the news with articles that says, we are running out of the, we are running out of phosphorus, and when we do, life will cease to exist. Because phosphorus is the building block of all forms of life, right? Well, what's fascinating about phosphorus, too, is that phosphorus in and of itself is practically infinitely recyclable, okay? And, uh, and it, so that means, as it exists in shit, like we saw it being recycled with, uh, with biosolids, and then unfortunately we kind of ran into some problems with, you know, PFOS making it way into the shit as well, and then turns out... We ingest a lot of hormones as humans, whether we are, uh, we're trying to keep babies from being made or whatever the case may be. We got a lot of fucking hormones. We got a lot of antibiotics in the, in the, in the shit too. And it's kind of turning into a problem. And so we're having to put the kibosh and from everyone I see right now, and this is from an outsider looking in, I, 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 I am involved in this space enough to say biosolids are on their way out at a record pace. About as quickly as they were accepted and brought into the space is what I forecast is going to happen on the way out. Now, there will be some uh, people that, that just hang on to it because they still have people that do not give a shit at the end of the day and are going to continue buying it. But by and large, I think for insurance purposes and fear of like watching what's happening with Bayer and glyphosate, uh, they're kind of like, mm, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to take a $15 billion bet on this and I'll just go ahead and slide my chips in and we'll find, we'll find an alternative, right? Okay. We did good for the last 20 years. Well, we did good enough. Thanks. Have a nice day and move <laughs> on. Right. So mosaic here is uh, there. They are starting to look for uh, the promotion of fair trade in American ag and fertilizer to keep American ag and fertilizer strong. When I see this and I think about, I think about the damn uh, fair trade and like, you know, you buy a bag of coffee, right? And it's got the free, the fair trade, a, a seal of approval on it that, you know, 10 year olds in the rainforest did not forge this coffee by hand and, and feet, right? So you feel you know good that. about buying it. If I feel like Mosaic is saying that we want, we want to put a stamp of approval on our phosphorus that says uh, made in America, uh, fair trade, uh, uh, phosphorus strong mosaic seal of approval. Because we also import a lot of phosphate from Morocco. We also used to bring in a shitload from China, but it is not economically feasible to import phosphorus from China right now because of the dumping fees. That was uh, introduced under uh, under Trump. The Trump had this thing that we were going to make American and we were going to buy American. And so we were going to tariff the absolute holy fuck out of affordability of anything that did not originate in America or one of our immediate, you know, friendly trading partners. Right. So as a result of that, you practically anything that has N, P or K in it 
including a certain amount of uh, of, uh, of micronutrients, you affordably cannot import from a lot of places, right? Well, we've kind of softened that, and Morocco is back on the space with uh, with phosphate. They've got some big-ass phosphorus mines, and they can help create a little bit more competition on the monopoly that Mosaic currently has on the phosphorus market. Now, with that said, you know, Mosaic is like, no, absolutely, we do not want Moroccan phosphate here. Here's the thing, and this is the reality of the situation, is that now that we are seeing more investment money in fertilizer technology space, and uh, and for example, one of the ones I saw is a newly uh, peer-reviewed published paper on using struvite. Struvite being a byproduct of wastewater treatment facilities, right? So instead of targeting the entire biosolid, what they're doing is the scale the phosphorus, the calcium, phosphorus, and magnesium scale that forms on pipes as they're moving it around, um, uh, re recycling that as a phosphate fertilizer. And what they're seeing is that at equivalent rates or even reduced some uh, rate reduction compared to ammonium phosphate, still uh, still achieving equal yields. Right. Do you hear that? Equal yields. And the reason why is that the solubility has been reduced. Therefore, you have uh, enhanced efficiency. So making small amounts of it available over a longer period of time or simply relying on what we all can love and agree upon as it works in our favor, that being root exudates uh, to mine your phosphorus for you. That's not mycorrhizae. You don't have to have mycorrhizae to mine phosphorus. Soils naturally already have it. Just a fun fact there. Um, the plant themselves can find it and take it up. It's it's the again. Remember the phosphorus is the the building block of life. It's also the fucking the plants are miracles of life, right? And they show it to us all the time. So I digress to to point out there that uh you know here here mosaic is saying they want a free trade seal to state that uh, hey we ain't Moroccan phosphorus in here baby we are dick strong headstrong made in America uh monopoly phosphorus in this bag of fertilizer i don't know guys it sounds it sounds a little garbage to me am i i I could be i could be reading this wrong am i reading this wrong i i think it's them going on them (laughs) sorry i I did me too (laughs) i think it's them pushing back on the notion that there's going to have to be um, phosphorus binding all over the world in order to meet this large demand that is forthcoming because, you know, biosolids and other waste are, those streams are closing off. And I don't know. Let me ask you this guys. Do you care where it comes from? Because let me, let me just say this is nobody's cared before. I don't know that anybody's going to care now. I mean, no, you, you, here, do you, do you, Ray, let me ask Ray, Ray, do you only use locally sourced artisanal phosphors in your fertilizer? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely <laughs> damn not. I mean, Ray you know, I position a, and a little bit of phosphorus at the farmer's market. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, my position on inputs is I'm after the most efficient and economically priced inputs I can get my hands on. And because, by the way, one of my main products is literally sourced 
from Israel. Yep. One of the big well, products that I use quite do not tell do not tell the elite, Lord have mercy. You're gonna get canceled, Ray. My God. You no, you, you know promoter they, of genocide or, you. All the, or all the people no, in they, Morocco. They, no, no, they can go get fucked because I will proudly say that I use potassium nitrate from Israel. Get fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. Okay, I really don't care because they make a good product. It fits a need. So all of the wokey dokey uh Muslim sympathizers can get screwed. I don't care. Free, free Morocco. <laughs> there. Um uh, and talking about fertilizer prices, uh, UAN has finally started to soften, right? Uh, it, it, took a, it took a big dip at the start of the year. It's kind of held uh, 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 steady, and it has taken a dip, right? And we are down approximately eh, eh, just, just at 50% compared to where we were uh, uh, you know, last year right? Especially at the peak of last year, for sure. We're down, we're down 50%, right? So, uh, looking, looking way more stable and affordable there. And the good news is, is that it did soften because we are also seeing softening prices on other important grain commodities that rely on UAN 28, right? Uh, so good news for everybody that sprays green County fertilizer, because the, uh, the UAN, your primary nitrogen source has softened a bit. So, um, uh, you, you know, you, you, you are, you are working out in your favor and I, and I believe in honest to God, in absolute good faith, I think John does do a uh, commodity plus premium on, uh, on the, the UAN product. So, you know, it is, it is what it is there. Um, I get it. People will have to sell UAN. That is not where you make your margin and, uh, and you sell it for whatever you can get for it. So I, I'm, I'm, I was making a joke, but I am not sliding in for it because you cannot make a fucking living off just selling UAM. You cannot, not at all. And so you have to spice it up to create a commodity plus situation for it because it is, it is not the kind of market you want to make uh, your revenue in. Um, okay, so we made it through our headlines. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say here is, uh, is again, thank you everybody for what you afford us the opportunity to do. And we're going to do, we're going to do some giving back at the end of this year. Right. So I want to, I want to make it clear. Do we have a firm date, uh, uh, that, that we are, we are doing this. What is it? What is the date? The I'm, I'm 28th. There is the 28th. Okay. We are doing our end of the year episode, the 28th. It is going to be a combination of all kinds of fun things. And what, what we are going to do is, uh, uh, you know, prior to taxes, you gotta, you gotta empty the bank account, right? So we're, we're going to give, it's a joke. That is 100% a joke. We got to do a corporate <laughs> buyback of stock. Um, uh, sorry. Are we going to do a buy? Not, not sorry. Is Ron Henry doing another 5% off giveaway? <laughs> is it, can he afford another 5%? <laughs> oh God <laughs> almighty. We can't. Lord. Hey, look, I, in, in the, in, it is, it is the eve of, of Thanksgiving. Well, the post eve of Thanksgiving. Um, you know, if you if you can get a second or third mortgage, just make sure you you, you max out as much as you can, uh, as much it's as you can 28th. afford. Yeah, we got to finish. Of, we got to finish. Whatever it is, Ron strong. sells. It's absurd. Man, probably sell it. something. Uh, uh, probably sell you four on New Year's Eve. What if, what if this was Ron Henry outside of the camera? Uh, I don't doubt it. I do. I do. I bet. I bet he's. I bet he's social outside of the camera too. I'm not gonna lie. Um, 
but anyway, we, we, we were able to do this and we're able to give back because of the support that we get from the community. And, uh, in all honest goodness, uh, it is, it is one of the more fun parts of the things we do. Also one of the more stressful things that we do, but it is fun nonetheless, because it requires a lot of organization and that other stuff. And that it takes, uh, additional effort from our parts, which we all, we all run businesses or are employed full time in a, you know, no, no M and A or merger and acquisitions taking place in our in our space or anything of the sort that would make everybody's uh, you know anxiety level cranked up to fucking ten. If you know what we'll I'm do talking it live. about, hey Jay Pink. <laughs> Hi Jay Pink. Uh, so anyway, Patreon.com forward slash burn return. If you're of means to do, if if not, trust me, I ain't gonna be mad at you. I fucking get it. Um, in fact, I, how about this? At the at that episode, we'll 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 give away we'll give away a couple of uh, a couple of uh, uh, memberships for our uh, our our Discord and stuff, and let them get in there and hang out. We'll, we'll just we'll get we'll give away some memberships. How about that? That'll be fun too. Uh, get them in there and hanging out and cajoling and Look all the other you. fun stuff. Pandering yeah, is that is, is Travis? Is Travis going to get one? I'm pandering. Travis. Fucking lootly, I would give one to Travis in a fucking heartbeat, dude. It, I'm telling you, he would grow hair on his chest, and then he would call each and every one of us and say, "Thank you." I had no idea <laughs> that I legitimately liked you guys that much. I'm telling you, it would be it would be game changer. So anyway, um, I, that, that's coming up, but we're able to do that because of the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Ben Return. If you have the means, I know inflation is still only scaling at the rate of you know like three percent a fucking month or whatever. No big deal there, right? Everybody's keeping up. Is everybody getting a 3% raise per month right now to make things just fine and dandy for you? No? No. <laughs> no Go fuck yourself at the government. Um, anyway, let's check out. You know who else said go fuck yourself? The, the elite said that to the Jews. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, let's check out this week's Joe Knows Turf. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, real quick, real quick before we do this, I'm going to say, you know, as 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 people who I don't care what your opinion is of Elon Musk. But listen, as someone who regularly commits career suicide and kind of and kind of wears it as a as a badge of honor of like, you know, putting my foot in my fucking mouth over and over and over. Uh, what Elon did when he sat on that stage and he said to Bob Iger, uh, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to lie. I was like that. That took a set of balls that uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of drugs I would have to be on to do that in that kind of situation with that kind of look on my face. He was clearly nervous as shit and running on pure adrenaline, but the fact that he was able to get it out with such fucking weirdness and authority, I'm not going to lie. I was like, buddy, buddy, I get it. I mean, I, I, get, I know exactly what you're feeling right now. That's all. Go ahead, Debate. Well, speaking of that, um, so tonight we're going to look at a... Um, a set of charts or, or some marketing material that was sent to us to inspect. And it's actually a textbook. Uh, I wouldn't call it dubious, but uh, a little, little stretching of the truth, maybe not quite uh, all the way accurate. So um, this was sent to us, uh, it, some social media posts that were up. JP, go ahead and throw these up. And then we're going to talk about turf grass seed tonight, gentlemen. 
and uh, some of the claims made here. So uh, you'll see this commonly uh, in magazines, trade publications, social mm-hmm. media, things like that, where, hey, this particular brand, and it's anything, right? Uh, you know, the, the Dodge Ram was number one in JD Power, like whatever. This is mm-hmm. the same thing you'll see with turf grass, right? So seed becomes something that is extremely difficult to try and sort out, right? So we've got tools and things, and they try to draw into question some of the uh, data that we have available to us from the National Turf Grass Evaluation Program, otherwise known as NTEP. And there's reams of data uh, that go back uh, more than 20 years at this point, looking at different cultivars and how they perform in a variety of different characteristics uh, rated against other varieties within that same trial. Now, it's not cheap to do this for the seed company. So everyone that they put in there is tens of thousands of dollars it takes for them to put on the line and see where they stack up. And quite often, uh, they'll have done quite a bit of their own research to this point to know which ones are worth entering and to kind of see, all right, who's, you know, who are we going to latch on to or which cultivar are we going to latch on to and put this forward, right? You'll also have experimentals and different ones in there that they feel very, very strongly about bringing to market. And they want to see how it fares against some of the known contenders and maybe some of the ones that are market leaders at that point that might be in there. So we look at this graphic here and what you'll see is it's ranked number one for quality and color. Okay. Integrity is the, uh, is the variety here. And this is uh, burger seat company. So I'm not here to call a burger. This is a, it's a classic marketing technique. I'm using this as an example. So take it for what it's worth. All right. So when we look Where's across the Oregon? chart, uh, Oregon and uh, Pennsylvania. All right. So when we go and look at this uh, across the chart, you know, we'll, we'll notice that uh, these ratings are done on a one to nine scale, one being bad, nine being the best. Okay. And color and quality are also, uh, are done mainly via subjective measurements, right? Uh, density, texture, uh, to a lesser degree, but we're, we're really focusing here on quality and color because those are the claims that are made in this advertisement, okay? So when we look down through all these numbers. These are averages, right, from Oregon site and the Pennsylvania site. And the way that the NTEP works is that there's sites, I think there's 16 or 18 or 19, I can't remember the exact number right now, sites around the country in which they'll plant many of the same grasses, pretty much all the same um, within a group of, uh, you know, say tall fescue or creeping bent grass, Bermuda grass in some locations, not in others based on weather, climate, things like that. Okay. So as they go and rate these and they put them and, and group these things based on the ratings that they get, it is kind of important where things stack up here in terms of the averages of what you see. I'll go ahead and flip over to that next uh, graphic there, Jay Pink, that I sent you. So here's another one, extreme green. Now these are both turf type fall fescue grasses, right? All the claim benefits kind of running down there through the bottom. What you got, same thing, turf quality, high degree of color, high degree of quality, high degree of durability is what this one claims. Okay. Now, what's interesting is that what they don't tell you in here is when you look at this data array, we're looking for one really, really important piece of information that's not listed on here, Ray. And what might that be if we're looking at statistics in this particular case? I don't see confidence intervals, first of all. <laughs> okay. okay yeah, so LSD. Sorry, year. because oh, LSDs. Well, okay. we'll talk about yeah, the year in L- a minute. Yeah. LSDs. I mean, 
I don't I'm not seeing all of these statistical markers that got hammered into my head uh you know sophomore year of college. <laughs> so JPEG, pull up that website I told you to go to and let's look at this. Uh this is a website. Uh basically NTEP is a whole bunch of text-based ASCII um tables that you can go and look through and sort mm-hmm. through. Now, the University of Minnesota has done a great service to everybody in partnering with NTEP yeah. to provide these and basically pivot tables. Okay. So we can go and select the individual cultivar and it pops up and Matt to answer your question. This is the 2006 to 2011 test, which came out Trial. Uh, in 2012. Oh, I think it was report. Yeah. So that's yeah. another thing that you'll see is that, yes, it was reported as number one, but it was back when the kid that was taking Matt's order today you know, at the local fast food joint was still a sperm, right? So <laughs> did, does, it, does it really exist or doesn't? I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> go ahead and click that uh, search button there and let's see what we get. So we're, we're rating, we're looking for integrity. So slide down there. It's all alphabetical, JPink. So this is a really, really handy table. So I would strongly encourage you if you're looking at individual cultivars, if you're going to your reps and looking for seed for fallover seed or Whatever it is that you're doing, it's a great way to look at this. Okay, so we look at integrity across the board. Now, slide back over to the left there, JPink. Keep going and give me some more. Yeah, so um, the thing that I want you to look at the top row there, uh, third row down, actually, LSD. Okay, so the table average is 0.1, and then each one of these sites has an average or an LSD, right, uh, going across that second column. So you know, 0.3, three tenths in Fayetteville, Arkansas, right? So what that means is the top score, which I believe in Fayetteville there, is 7.1. Anything that's within three tenths of a point of that is all grouped, is all statistically the same. It performed exactly the same. So this is not like a college football poll ranking per se, right? This is giving you groupings of the best, then the next best, then the next best. Now, the nice thing about this particular tool, and again, I encourage you to go on and look, just look up uh, University of Minnesota and NTEP. You'll be able to get to it. But uh, the nice thing here is that you'll be able to see, okay, how does this group? Is this in the first group, second group, third group? Because that's all you really want to know. And the other thing too, is you'll notice is that when you start to look at different categories, you can use this as a pivot table and cross compare different categories. Like overall turf grass quality and, you know, disease resistance or insect resistance, drought tolerance, things like that. Right. And that becomes really, really important because maybe the seed that you're, you know, comparing prices on from say site one over here and I don't know, advanced turf over here. Yes. They might both be an 80, 10, 10, 80% tall turf type, 12 fescue, 10% Kentucky bluegrass, 10% perennial rye. But what are you getting in that bag and how does that stack up? Because you'll see claims like this made in this in these preceding ads or social media posts all the time. You'll see stuff exactly like this. Nobody's going to say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we did really, really good in insect resistance, but uh, you know, we were in the second group of turf quality." Nobody's going to tell you that. So I would caution you to be a a better buyer when you're looking at this stuff. And if you're a homeowner, you're listening to this and thinking about doing a renovation, something like that, you know what the big ones are, but look at your site. It's really nice because you can go right across and look at each one of these sites where they tested this stuff, mostly at land-grant universities, and find the one that's closest to you and just see how it performs in certain categories. So the last thing, too, is just like we were saying on the year, Matt made a great point that he went back probably to the 21 report, to the 20 report, and was like, 
I don't see this stuff. Where's that? It doesn't exist. And you'll get this. And this is, yes, it came in wherever, whatever place in the NTEP, but they won't tell you that it was from 2006 when they first entered it into the NTEP. So a lot of advancements has been, have been made in genetics, specifically in turf type Palpesky genetics. So I'd caution people as they leaf through some of this literature, guys, maybe just take a step back and figure out where are you getting that from and how can you verify and do your own research on this. And we just gave you a tool and a way to do that. So, hey, how about that? Something, something nice, a good, a feel good. It feels like, you know, Lassie came home and found NTEP, you know? <laughs> For sure. Are you, are you ready to just set it all on fire as if it never existed? No, I think that, uh, well, I mean, what do you think Timmy would be like today if he had Lassie? That'd be a really different show. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen it, so I can't tell you. Jeez. Let's check out this week's burns. Uh, <laughs> fuck Timmy. Timmy's a fucking window licker, isn't he? Just kidding. I'm still joke. I have no idea. I don't even know what Lassie's about, to be honest. I have zero fucking I can't. I, have, dude. I, just, I know they yelled Lassie. And that was the joke ah. around my house was yelling Lassie, but I, there was Lassie was never on a TV in my house ever mm. growing up. So couldn't tell you, um, by the way, if anybody's ever heard of the, uh, lawn care company in Florida called Massey is a huge outfit out of Florida. Like one of the most successful lawn care companies in America. Um, man, they got into a shitty situation. It is no fault of their own. Uh, I think this is 2023 in a nutshell. <laughs> Um, they hired a 27 year old and, uh, it turns out he has been charged with a misdemeanor count of lewd exhibition and a felony account of lewd exhibition to an elderly person in connection to two Good separate in, uh, in, incidents. A 76 year old woman reported the employee after she came to her home in Davenport, October 26th. Oh, after he came to her home uh, to give her an est estimate on pest control. Uh, the employee went into her bathroom and stepped out with his penis exposed. Uh, he told the women, the woman his zipper was broken and needed help to fix it, to which she refused. Uh, they contacted Massey and were told that this is the second complaint they have received about the employee. Come fucking get his ass, please. Uh, they terminated him, and of course he was. He was picked up. Uh, they met with the other woman uh, who had reported the worker and said, uh, it, uh, he had come into her home July 24th for some lawn care. Uh, again, he told the woman his zipper was broken and his penis was exposed. Uh, we were notified for the first time on October 24th uh, at, uh, about both the October 24th and July 24th incidents. Um, uh, so they got both reports at the exact same time. Um, uh, we immediately suspended the employee. Uh, we conducted an internal investigation on October 25th and terminated his employment on October 26th. Uh, we deeply care about our customers and, and for Christ's sake, we did not know this guy was a psychopath. Uh, he uses work position to gain access to homes and then sexually exposed some adults and women. The, the behavior is disgusting and predatory belief. It's possible that more victims of this man could be out there. And if that's the case, please God come forward. Um, anyway, there we go. You know, I've, I have, I have a, a spicy take on this is that, um, you know, when you, when you are assessing your PNL, right, you, it is best that your, your employees are, are more important on the P side of the PNL because they all carry inherent risk, right? Uh, I, as much as I hate to say it, humans are risk because 
today's age, you never know when a bad batch of the wrong medication makes his way into old boy's gut or brain. And then all of a sudden he is whipping out his Johnson for Mrs. Johnson to help remove from his stuck zipper. I hope this guy gets the holy fuck beat out of him by every other fucking lawn care guy at, at Massey that now has to live with that kind of craziness in their purview uh, by this fucking pervert. I hope they beat the fuck out of this guy. And I, and I fucking mean that. Jeez, man. I feel so bad for all the other lawn care guys there. I mean that. That's coming from a guy who has had a, a customer expose himself to me. I, I, in, in Augusta, Georgia, I've not been shy about this. I had, I had an old man fake as if he could not hear well. And so he would not be able to hear me if I rang the doorbell to pick up a check to spray his lawn, uh, for my lawn application. And he said, just open the door and, uh, and you can come get it. He said, call when you get there, open the door, come get it. And so of course I, I opened the door and, uh, and he was standing there nude with his, uh, with his wee wee hanging out, uh, just beating on it as if it were fucking beef jerky. Uh, just more, more okay. like a, a fucking deflated balloon, just f- having fucking at it. Um, so Thank you met because I got, I got reached for by an old pervert and naturally when he stuck his hand out, I proceeded to use that hand to throw him against the wall. <laughs> there are there are weird people out there and uh and again this guy has to live in the wake of that and it is i god i just man i would hate to be ever could you imagine going to work on on tuesday imagine being the guy who takes that dude's route and being like, oh, <laughs> jesus god. Oh, and then you you show up oh did i did i dip out can you hear me uh maybe maybe uh i just turned it down on my headphones on accident swinging my hands wildly uh the um but I was going to say, you know, you, you show up to, to miss grace or whatever. And miss, miss grace is a, is a 65 year old lady that, uh, is, is, uh, in a, in a wheelchair. Okay. The kindest lady you've ever met always meets you at the door with a glass of water and some fucking Tootsie rolls and, uh, and just the kindest lady ever. And then you show up and, and, and now she doesn't come to the door anymore. And you're like, you know, you finally catch her one day fucking at the garage and she's trying to hurry up and get it closed. And you're like, ma'am, Hey, What's going on? And she's just like, I'm tired of you guys showing up and telling me that their dick is stuck in their zipper and to get it and to get it out for them. And you're like, oh, God. Actually, Matt, I, I have an even worse possibility. Please close your garage. Please go inside. Pretend I don't exist anymore. Yeah. I'm the yeah. lawn boy today. What you if, can call me whatever. No. I'm sorry. No. What if, what if Miss Smith has her 38 special revolver in her hand when she meets you at the damn door i can't say i blame her wheelchair lady and keeps whipping his johnson up yeah might might feel fucking threatened i get it yeah might feel that's might feel rather might feel rather Uh, unsafe and you know for me it would be boy your thingy is stuck in your zipper let me shoot that fucking thing off and fix it I think we're failing to recognize what could be happening here is that this very well could just be an upsell, you know, in the program. Uh, ew, Ryan. 
No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I had I had talked about struvite fo- before, and uh, and I had mentioned a newly published paper, and you know what? I went ahead and I threw it in here. And uh, we have not had a chance to go through all of this. And I'm kind of putting everybody on the spot here. But uh, I threw it up here as that it could go into the show notes. Everybody can read it. And us, too. I think we can read it. And uh, and we can we can talk about this at a future time. However, uh, I'll read a highlight here. A promising new form of ammonium phosphate fertilizer has been field tested. The fertilizer, Struvite, offers a triple win for sustainability in crop production. It recycles namely phosphorus from wastewater streams, reduces leaching of phosphorus and nitrogen to agricultural soils, and maintains or improves soybean yield compared to conventional phosphorus fertilizers. Again, um, you know what, what you're going to see here is, is that, in, in my opinion, I think the, and, and struvite, by the way, is magnesium ammonium phosphate, right? Um, I, think, I think you might see a trace amount of calcium in there just by the way it ends up happening. Um, but what my my point my point of including this in here is to say is that with more investment money in this space and because phosphorus can be recycled so efficiently and so effectively and the reason why is because it's very reactive with other materials in a non-soluble way, right? So it reacts easily with things that makes it very insoluble. And as a solid, it is much easier to contain it, retain it, and recycle it than it is were it a very uh, uh, soluble liquid. For example, you know, if people say, if you, I've heard people say, why don't we just capture the urea out of urine? <laughs> because <laughs> of everything else that's dissolved in urine, right? And so as you start adding things to precipitate out all these other that are uh, all these other elements that are in its ionic form in urine, it's tar- it, you can't just target urea ions. You can't just target sodium ions, right? And then it becomes Amen. very difficult where you have to do cascading reactions in order to get down to just urea, for example. And uh, and so it becomes a very familiar with the process. Pro- it's cost I'm familiar with the process. I'm familiar with the process to actually separate urea from urine. And is it's it kind a one-step solution? Exactly. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is a hassle because first you need to remove the majority of the water. And then you need to utilize a selective solvent that the urea is soluble in, but the other ions are not. However, me going, you know, me with the wheels turning in my head, it's the other ions that are of interest because we're, you know, we have a supposedly limited supply of phosphorus and potassium is difficult to get. However, a lot of potassium and phosphorus are normally excreted by the body. I mean, potassium and phosphorus are actually waste products. Because yeah, you're not going to exhale fucking potassium. How about that? You know, plenty of CO2 we will pass out of our lungs, but it, which is, you know, carbon and oxygen. But uh, we but, are not going to be exhaling uh, a bunch of K ions. Yeah. So the only other way for that to leave is via urine and. I learned a fun fact. Failure to be able to remove potassium ions from the body is a lethal condition. 
Yep. You're going to die. No bueno. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, you're going to die. Well, uh, it will yeah, because... fuck your heart up bad. Yeah, so, but anyway, you know, going into this whole concept of attempting to recycle phosphorus, as an aside, I think we've been going about it the wrong way. And you know why I say that, Matt? It is because, do you know where I would be extracting phosphorus from? I would where? be extracting phosphorus Dead bodies. from the ashes <laughs> left after biosolids, quote-unquote, has been high temperature incinerated. Yeah, yeah, pyrolyzing it and then and then collecting it, or not even pyrolyzing it, just going ahead and doing a full gasification or burn of it. Yeah, just do a just do a with oxygen incineration, such that all of the undesirable organic compounds are destroyed by the fire, and what you have left behind are what are, what are known as inorganic phosphate salt, be it calcium phosphate, potassium phosphate, uh, sodium phosphate, whatever it may be. And then at that point, that may be recycled into either phosphoric acid or ammonium phosphate. But I honestly think that we've been going about it the wrong way because we've been trying to utilize biosolids and sewage without destroying the organic contaminant yeah and i think uh, and that is one of the things i see too now popping up in the uh uh in the uh you know uh, uh, biomass to renewable energy space is them incinerating uh biosolids right it's using that as a feedstock and and taking that over so i think that, that will come yeah for sure um the um uh, uh what, what was i gonna say oh uh yeah i think i think that was it right and anyway keep a close eye on new projects you see coming up there's a green ammonia plant that is going to be popping up in indiana uh there's going to be another one popping up in kentucky um there is uh oh shit we're going to be talking about that in the, in the returns in fact let's go ahead and do this let's, let's go just do this week's returns I am back. Uh, I'm back. I'm I'm not black, but uh, I could probably convince you of what I was if I tried real hard. Just kidding. Um, anyway, there is a great debate right now about uh, playing on artificial versus oh, natural turf surfaces. Uh, and a couple of things, right? If anybody's paid attention, they have started, uh, JPEG, this is going to be the second article, uh, that, that is thrown up and then we'll make our way to the top one. That is the, uh, that is the Twitter article there. This is more NFL players injured as debate over turf fields heats up, right? And if we go down, there's a timeline that goes all the way. Oh shit. I don't know. We can start at September 10th, 2023, right down at the bottom. Uh, and then we have one here, a knee injury, and then, uh, Caden Stearns um, had an injury, hip injury, uh, and then we had Jack Con uh, Conklin, and then J.K. Dobbins, and then, of course, Aaron Rodgers. By the way, 
if anybody should champion the use of human growth hormone, boy, oh boy, Aaron Rodgers and his comeback. Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb, my God, that was nasty as hell. Oh my God, that was horrific. Good Lord Almighty, that was just disgusting. Uh, Trevin Diggs, uh, Mike Williams, Kenny Pickett, Mike Evans, uh, Tr- Tredavious White, uh, Justin Jefferson, Matt Malone. I mean, it just goes on. Tannehill, I mean, my God. Uh, and then, uh, you know, okay. So I think I, I've made my point. It's continue MCL, ACL, and Achilles tear injuries. And a lot of the players are starting to talk about playing on grass, right? And there's a lot of great debate back and forth on this. And, and so I, I posted this one. Uh, that is, that is a, a, a Twitter. So mind you, it's Twitter. So Adam Russell uh, posted on Twitter here. And he said, this injury is 100% due to plastic. Tired of seeing great players go down on these inferior surfaces. Now, uh, mind you, he is a grass grower. He works for a vice president of MPP Genetics. Uh, he's, he's part of turf organizations, the SMMFA of, of Georgia, TPI Turf Talk, uh, you know, bad motherfucker in charge of Gateway Zoysia and Iron Cutter Bermuda. So definitely a, 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 one of, one of the elite guys of, of grass, uh, uh, growing, right? So it's easy to see where, where he might have a slant on this, but I will say this. He is not, he is not the only one, uh, Xavier worthy here. Um, uh, has a, a nasty, a, a nasty injury. And, uh, and I like what he states right here. And, and, and mind you, uh, Dr. Kaminsky has some, some kind of harsh words on it, but he, uh, Kaminsky asked, um, based on what, I'm not saying you're wrong, but what is your opinion based on and what he states? And I have seen this argument from other people, right? Uh, I think I saw it from, uh, one of the, uh, uh university of Arkansas guys, uh, and he said the cleats gets too much initially from the rubber and then catches it immobilizes the ankle uh, as he tries to cut back right it's too much force not enough surface give thus causing the ankle injury um i have uh, seen uh, skip who who uh, i said skip a uh, spin martin who who undoubtedly has some of the most elite uh, uh, experience on, on, uh, uh, NFL turf surfaces. And, uh, and I've heard him say before, it's a combination of the new advancements in cleats plus the playing surface that is leading to this, especially if you start trying to manipulate more and less crumb rubber, uh, it starts to get wildly. And then Kaminsky, of course, after he shares his opinion, he was like, no, I'm just genuinely curious. What is your opinion? Uh, uh, based on, and then he stated, and he goes, Oh, great. No data. Thanks. <laughs> condescending go fuck yourself kind of uh kind of reply there i i couldn't help but but laugh when i read it uh and i and i i definitely do not disagree with adam russell and i don't necessarily agree with him either because it's it's outside of my purview i don't know enough to to give a valid comment on this but is it worth continuing to explore yes 100 percent. right i think all injuries in sports are worth exploring now if anyone here amongst us has a more experience with artificial turf surfaces than anyone else, our own Ryan DeMay. Sir, when you see this, I'm, I'm curious and, you know, I'm not looking for an expert, 100% scientific reasoned. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, Dr. Kaminsky, so no data thanks you. Um, but what I am legitimately interested in is that what is your initial gut reaction when you see a lot of these? Or do you have one? And, and you're actually like, you know what, as of right now, I don't have enough data to say fucking anything. I have no fucking clue. Whatever it is, four's yours. Uh, my reaction is that um, 
there's been some big injuries on both services this year. I personally, I would prefer that fields are grass, but I understand why they need to be turf. And um, I think in this particular case where Adam is pointing this out is he's probably right. Just in terms of, if you look at how the foot moves and how leg sticks as he gets to the end of that skid, like he was saying, it catches and, you know, you've got a problem. I think that there's, um, you know, there was issues at the uh, Pac-12. So they played at Allegiant Stadium, which is in Las Vegas, where the Raiders play. And they actually roll out the uh, the tray system with a natural grass field on it. And there's a, a synthetic field that's below. And that field, you know, you could see small creases in it. You could see little bits of uh, seams and things like that, where I'm not saying it was completely unsafe, but there was definitely portions of it that just, didn't pass the eye test. And I'm sure that there's data support that it was okay. It was safe. It was good to go. But, uh, you know, those things, uh, turn perception and make it worse. Right. So you get a star player like Rogers that gets hurt. You get more people that get hurt on that particular surface. The most recent one there, um, the guy from the dolphins was hurt on that same field that Rogers was hurt on. Is it completely causal that the, that that field is causing injuries? I think that, there's there's data support that there's more injuries on that particular field right and that was what bore out last year when they're talking about all the data from the nfl is that there were more injuries on on those types of fields right and not to get too technical or anything like that but um in those cases right the argument was yeah but you know overall it's trending in the right direction so glossing over the data that was there you know to Kaminsky's point you want to see data, there is data out there and it supports that some of these fields are not nearly as safe as what some other ones are. Now, here's the other thing too, fellas, is that we're talking about this at the highest level. So you're looking at NFL fields that get replaced no more than every two years, maybe three at the most. Um, so you take that same type of surface, right? And you extend its lifespan out somewhere between four and six X what you're seeing in the worst possible conditions in the NFL and you put high schoolers on it. Now, granted the forces aren't nearly as great, you know, weight, mass acceleration, all those things aren't as great, but is that an, is that a good spot to put kids at that level in? So I get the reaction and the pushback in the NFL and the professional, at the highest level space, but there's so much more that goes on and so many more like tens of thousands of hours of use that gets completed on collegiate fields, intramural fields, high school fields, park and rec fields, that that's where we should be spending more time, more effort, more energy. Because yes, you know, the, the NFL players, they make millions of dollars. The sport generates billions, you know, of dollars. However, you know, are, are we are we doing everybody a service by making sure that just those guys have the best to play on? I don't know. I don't think we are. So... I, is- when kids are involved, that's a whole nother ball game, right? Um, and I, and yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to phrase this out to anybody who's listening. You know, I'm, I'm curious what your takes on it are. Um, again, I think it's easy, just like the glyphosate boogeyman, right? I think it's easy to look at anything that's new or foreign or outside of the norm and point at it and say, yeah, that's a problem. Right. And, uh, we don't have to be that way, but I am curious what other listeners, uh, opinions are. Feel free to share them in the comments or, uh, you can even email us as a, as a mailbag and we'll, we'll certainly, uh, enter, enter, uh, uh, talk about it. 
um, that in the record. Swedish, yeah, uh, Swedish fertilizer producer uh, puts factory in northern Sweden on hold and prioritizes the U.S. in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Oh, man, stomping grounds of mine. They said, you know what? Uh, things in Sweden, are, you know, like, wasn't that the great debate is that America needs to be more like Sweden? Well, it turns out economically, they would much rather invest in growing economically in the United States than they would in Sweden. Weird how that happens. I don't, I don't understand. I know why, anyway, Matt. I know why. Oh, I know why. of course we do. But it goes against what everybody talks about, right? Why is that, Ray? It is because the, at least in the United States, and you notice, Matt, which state the Swedes decided to open their factory? Notice yeah. the state. Okay, notice the state. It ain't in goddamn California now, then, is it? It's not in New York. <laughs> no. Right? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. And, you know, to, to answer the question, it is because uh, what has been the agenda in the, in the European Union in the last decade? What has been the actual agenda? What have we been talking about on Burn and Return almost every, every, every single episode? It is how, you know, the government has Time's a very different over. idea about modern agriculture and food, you know, availability. They have a very different idea about that. At least Sweden is opening a factory where we appreciate, well, some of us do anyway, we appreciate agriculture. I know I do. Yeah, and uh, interestingly, it's in Hopkinsville. And by the way, when uh, we had our apartment in Madisonville back in the Carbon Earth days, uh, we would drive through Hopkinsville every day. And it is a uh, it is a small town, not a lot there. And uh, what's interesting is that this is a potassium sulfate plant, and they are recycling potassium sulfate from other industries. Uh, so unique thing. And again, like Ray was talking about recycling, not just phosphorus, but also potassium as well. Here we go. And uh, so kudos mm -hmm. to those guys for doing that. And kudos to the fucking US of A for making it right for bringing these motherfuckers right on home. We're, we're going to put them to good use. As of right now, potassium sulfate's available out of Mosaic. It's available out of uh, uh, Utah. Um, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the uh, compass minerals. And now we're going to have one right in the fucking heartland. And man, that is erection quality awesome right there. Um, uh, also, hey, guess what? Milbrae. Milbrae bans new artificial turf. The council, uh, city council votes unanimously to prohibit synthetic grass and enact maintenance requirements for current installations. Uh, Milbrae city council passed an ordinance that bans the installment of artificial turf and synthetic grass and mandates proper maintenance of existing turf that was installed legally. Uh, it was enacted by the city and is a prohibition of a more permanent continuation of the moratorium enacted by the city in 2021 that paused all new synthetic turf uh, installations after negative environmental impacts began to surface. Uh, there's plastics like nylons, different kinds of materials in there. We're concerned about an impact on stormwater, aquatic life, and things of, of that nature. 
Uh, what about human health? That should be a big one too, right? Uh, before people learn more, they probably put these in because they were going through years and years of drought. They thought they were being environmentally mindful, trying to do the right thing. But this is also really expensive. Uh, doing landscape projects is not a small amount of money. And ask people to completely change something that they may have recently put in and start finishing, uh, uh, finding them for it if they can't afford to do so. It puts people in a really difficult financial situation. So we're going to be uh, uh, working with them to at least up uh, upgrade our maintenance uh, maintain, uh, maintenance programs on these. And then we're going to pause on new ones. I don't know. Interesting here again, Demay, you know, when you, when you see this, when you, when you see this, what do you, what, what goes through your head? I've caught you at the, the most inopportune time when you, <laughs> sorry, I just, I just <laughs> the chat right there. Yeah, I what, fucked what, that up. What? That was my fault. Um, with Milbray and their city council uh, yeah. uh, passing this ordinance to ban it, what goes through your mind when you see this? Oh, I mean, I think that uh, you're going to see more and more of that, too. I think especially where they're at mass, I think northeastern part of the country, you know, California, mm-hmm. you're starting to see some of it. Uh, there's just for the same reasons, right? The PFAS thing. Uh, there's going to yep. be a lot coming down the pike, I think, on the turf. But. I, I think it's going to be very regional. I don't think that you're going to see this outright ban across the country or anything like that. I think it's going to be more regional in nature, at least to start. And uh, well, that, and it's just it's it's not a good stormwater practice, right? In, in terms of managing stormwater effectively. I mean, I understand the uh, reduction in water use, but that's really all you could kind of say. I think in terms of um, I, I would love to see somebody do a study on that, particularly in a residential landscape. If it's been done, I'd love to see it. So if somebody knows of something, I would love to read that. Ryan, I have an alternate thought on this whole okay. artificial turf uh, install issue in that the art- artificial turf, I've seen it installed on solid concrete that has happened and that happened i know before hawaii restricted use of artificial turf because Hmm. i'm also in a locality where an artificial turf install must go through the city building department and one of the main holds that may be placed on a you know on a you know prospective project are any kind of environmental concerns either during construction mm-hmm. or after construction any kind of environmental issue will cause that product to get shut down no I believe and so it. long I mean, before and long before PFAS even became a household word, the city already restricted artificial turf installs here. Yeah, I think it's going to be so this, small potatoes here for a while, but I, I think you'll have some, some bigger things on the horizon when it comes to that. Let me, I'll just say that and leave it there. I mm-hmm. uh, can't wait to keep an eye on how that shakes out. Uh, okay, we are going to get the fuck out of here. That makes up our episode. Um, by the way, I'm playing around with the new AI shorts thing, so uh, this this will be a fun one. Then after after it goes live, I'll I'll start to cut some of this up and throw it out to you. See, 
see how it how it continues to work out. Uh, again, patreon.com forward slash better return. A couple dates that, that you do not want to miss uh, is when is when is our Christmas episode? 21st. Uh, Thursday the 21st. Yeah, we've got the 21st. You don't want to miss that. That's always a fun one we do every year. And then uh, Sam will the be week there. after that on the 28th, yes, we have Santa. It's going to be a great and Mrs. time. Mrs. Claus, I think. Mrs. Claus is going to be there with, with Claus Ooh. out. Mrs. Claus with Claus. It is, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> Uh, and then on the, the 28th, we are going to be giving back. And you, when I say you can't miss that, you literally, you can't miss the last two episodes of the year. I'm just, I'm going to put it up. You cannot miss these. It is going to be off the fucking chain. Uh, we might go to jail too. I don't know. I don't care. I will gladly go to jail for this community. Uh, all right. Love y'all. We're going to go hang out with the patrons and let them choose this week's show title. Bye.